When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good morning to you, everyone. Welcome along to a brand new week of Tradies Juice in a nutshell and a brand new week of sport here on SEN. It is Monday, the 1st of May already. May already. Good to be back with you for another week. Hope you all had a good weekend. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SENQ 693 in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can send us a text anytime throughout the show. 0457 736 736 or before Vossie and Brandy for breakfast for listeners through Sydney. Uh, for Queensland, Patton Heels coming up after 6 a.m. Hope you all had a good weekend. Lots to get through, lots to talk about in the world of NRL. We'll get to all of some of the talking points out of round nine of the NRL in just a second and we'll have a deeper look back at the games that unfolded in round nine of the National Rugby League, plus a few news stories floating around as well, not result, not uh, relating to this weekend of Rugby League. Chris Perkins in America will join me being a Monday morning, back to normal this week. He'll join me uh, to talk about all things in America. He even went to a game on the weekend. Now, I've known Chris for a long, well, not for a long time, but for a couple of years. I don't think I've ever spoken to him after he's been to a sporting event. So I look forward to having a chat with him about that as well. But most importantly, what to hear from you. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line. one 1170 The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. At two past five, hot water need replacing. Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, plenty to talk about across the weekend of rugby league. Just done and dusted. We'll look at all eight games in just a second. But just some of the talking points I want to hear from you from uh, this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And we'll go back to Friday night. Firstly, Souths. Very good win against the Brisbane Broncos, but it emerged on Saturday that for a very short period of time, they had 14 players on the field. Well, back page of today's Sydney Morning Herald says South Sydney is set to be spared a points penalty despite playing with 14 men on the field for up to 15 seconds during their win on Friday night. The NRL confirmed it was investigating the incident, which occurred in the 53rd minute when David Maoli entered the field to replace Tom Burgess before the Englishman had left. The Rabbitohs went to make a double interchange, with Jai Arrow also coming onto the field. South's officials were seen yelling at Burgess to come from the field. The interchange official was also was not close to Arrow, Arrow or Maoli. Officials have been known to put their arm out to physically stop players taking the field. Now, the club has admitted the, they were aware of the blunder and admitted as much when the NRL's ground manager spoke to them about it after full time. The NRL will review the incident in full this morning, but it can be revealed there is no intention to deduct competition points from Souths. A hefty fine is expected. Andrew Abdo saying across the weekend he was certainly unimpressed by the interchange bungle. Um, 15 seconds on the field. Didn't really have 
any interaction in the field of play. They didn't go and score a trial. They didn't uh, win or anything like that. But what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line on 1300 0111 70. Are you happy with that? We have seen instances like this before. I know probably the most talked about one across the course of the weekend was the Bulldogs back in 2009 when they did get stripped of two points. It has to be said in that instance, though, um, that did have an impact in the game. So obviously having an impact in the game, uh, I think they ended up scoring a try on something along the li- those lines. So are you happy with the way it has been awarded that they might get a hefty fine? Or do you think it is a little unfair to those teams that have lost points in the past? As I said, it was only for 15 seconds. It wasn't for a long period of time. It doesn't really impact the match. However, I suppose the question does have to be asked, how does it happen in this day and age anyway? Um, you've got so many coaching staff and officials on that sideline keeping an eye on who's coming off and not coming on the field. How does it happen? Are you okay with Souths getting a fine or do you think it should have been more? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170 is my open line number. As I say, it looks like they will review it in full today, but it looks like a hefty fine, not stripping of two points. But I guess, again, the question is, how does it happen when we've got so many officials on the sideline? What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Hefty fine, or should it have been more for South Sydney? Uh, Now... I asked you a few months ago, and now we're round nine done. We're heading into the middle part of the season. Of course, Magic Round coming up this weekend. We'll talk more about that this morning and throughout the course of the weekend, of the week heading into this weekend. But we're heading into the middle part of the NRL season now, and Origin not too far away. In fact, later on this month, we can say now, uh, sides we named in a few weeks. So always during the Origin period, things do change a little bit. Uh, a lot of buys, a lot of shortened rounds teams without some of their stars. So before we get to that origin period, I want to know, has your two grand final teams changed from what we were asking you before the start of the season? After nine rounds, who plays in the grand final and who did you have at the start of the year? Has it changed or has it not changed? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. We talk about South Sydney, the two points that... Um, well, they're probably not going to lose, but uh, some saying they should. But they've been playing amazing football over the past month. Latrell Mitchell on fire again on Friday night against the Brisbane Broncos. Brisbane themselves would be disappointed with that loss, but they've been playing very well. They've only lost a couple of matches this year. The Sharks, 44 points the other, uh, the other night against the Cowboys. The Roosters, a couple of wins in a row now. Has your grand final teams changed? Who do you have in the grand final right now? From what you've seen over the first nine weeks of the competition, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And if they have changed, who was in it originally and who has been substituted out? 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170. Um, I'll give you mine later. Uh, the way Souths are playing, though, it'd be hard to see them, if they could continue playing like they have been, hard to see them not being there or thereabouts. 
Anyway, who's your two grand final teams after nine rounds of the NRL as we head into Magic Round? Speaking of grand finalists, the Penrith Panthers. And as I say, we'll take a look back at that Tigers-Panthers game in just a moment. But anyone a little... Concern's probably not the right word. But if you look at the Penrith Panthers this year, lost last week to the Tigers, and if you cast your mind back a fortnight ago, they could have easily lost to the Newcastle Knights. And if they had, we'd be probably talking a bit a bit about a different Penrith Panthers at the moment. Now, they did get that win against the Knights, and they were in it for that full 80 minutes against the Tigers. So they're not far off. But I think what a lot of people expected to happen at the start of the season probably is happening in regards to Penrith. They have come back to the field a little bit. Now, I'm not saying they can't go on and win the competition. Of course they can. They would still be one of my premiership favourites. But where do you put Penrith at the moment? Back-to-back premiers. They were in the grand final, of course, three years in a row. And I think Jerome Law is down on form. A bit clear he's still playing well. And they have picked up a few injuries as well. Tyrone Peachy in the centres. I don't know how long that will be sustained for. So in the scheme of every team at the moment, where do you put the back-to-back premiers? As I said, still wouldn't be writing them off by any strength. But I just wonder... They haven't been playing overly well. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Where do you put Penrith at the moment in the scheme of all the sides in the National Rugby League? Do you still have them as your grand finalist? You may well do. What do you reckon? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. And before a break, and then we'll get stuck into our review of round nine of the NRL. I want to know your highlight, your disappointment, and. I think I know the answer to this one. Your surprise performance of the weekend. Doesn't just have to be in rugby league. can be in any sport. What was your highlight of the weekend? What was your disappointment? And what was the surprise performance? What was the one that caught you a little by surprise across the weekend? Not just in rugby league, but in any sport. 0457 736 736 or one 1170 Also, some more news about a couple of teams that if the Vegas trip happens will be on their way there. We'll get to that when we have a chat with Chris Perkins as well. But plenty to get around on this Monday morning. South Sydney, do you think that a hefty fine is appropriate for having 14 men on the field for 15 seconds? Or should it be more? Your grand finalists, have they changed in the last, well, over the past nine weeks? From what we had at the start of the season to now, and who is in your grand final now? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 The Penrith Panthers, you're a little concerned about where they are. Can they turn things around? I think they can. But just a few signs there that they might not be able to do what a lot of people expected them to do this year, but still very early days. And your highlight, low light, surprise performance of the weekend, 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime, one 1170 And for our listeners in Queensland as well, we're, what, four days out from Magic Round. Another really entertaining round for the most part in the NRL this weekend. What's the feeling like up in Queensland as we head towards Magic Round, which begins in just four days' time? Is the city getting ready for it? As I said uh, the other day, I think, what, $28 million going to be injected into the economy into Queensland this weekend. 30,000 visitors. If you are listing nice and early in Queensland... What's the feeling like heading into Magic Round? You're looking forward to it. 0457 736 736 
or 1300 01 cheer text. And we will also take a look back at round nine of the NRL after this. 1300 01 It's coming up to 12 past five. At 16 past five, Chris Perkins coming up in about 15 minutes in America as well. Here's a text to kick us off before we look at round nine of the NRL. This from the Oval Treeman. Hi, Dan. Just checked my text to you before the start of the season. My grand finalists were Panthers and Cowboys. Uh, he goes on to say, I now can't see the Cowboys making the eight. Yeah, agree with you on that one, let alone the grand final. Says, I would still have the Panthers there, but not as confident as before. The other ty- other team looking good for a grand final appearance at the moment is the Rabbitohs. That from the Yeovil treatment. Well, I agree with you 100% on all of that text. I think the Cowboys will not be making the top eight. Uh, it would be a remarkable turnaround if they do do that. Uh, the Panthers, still there or thereabouts, no doubt about that. And the Rablos looking very good. We're asking you this morning if your grand final team, now we're sort of heading into the middle part of the season, magic round next weekend, and then sort of gets a little interrupted with origin before we get into the back end of the season. So who are your two grand final teams now? Has it changed from the two teams you had in your grand final at the beginning of the season? What does it change to? No four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. South Sydney looks like they're just going to get a fine, having fifteen a uh, fourteen men on the field for about fifteen to thirty seconds. Is that fair enough, or should they have got more? It uh, looks like a fine will be what they are getting. Where do you put Penrith at the moment after that loss to the West Tigers? Back to back premiers been in the grand final the past three years. They're just a little off the pace, I think, at the moment, but. What about you? I still think they can turn things around. And your highlight, disappointment, surprise performance of the weekend in any sport. And if you are listing in Queensland or you're heading up to Magic Round, and look, it'll be a little theme right across the week, not just on this show, but right across SEN as we build up to Magic Round. But if you are heading to Magic Round, you're up in Queensland, the level of excitement as we head into another Magic Round coming up in just a few days' time. 0457 736 736 is our uh, text number, or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170 at 18 past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yeah, let's have a look back at round nine of the National Rugby League. Some really interesting results, some interesting games. We've already talked about the Sharks 44 over the North Queensland Cowboys 6 on Thursday night. We discussed that on Friday morning. Really good win by Cronulla. Uh, They're sitting, I think, in second position. We'll go through the ladder shortly, but... They're still, for mine, just flying under the radar a little bit, um, the way they're playing. Vossi said on the breakfast show on Friday that they can win the competition. Um, They wouldn't be my favourites to win the competition, but the way they're playing, and particularly with Nico Hines, they're going to be very hard to beat. The Cowboys, uh, Yeovil Treeman just sent that text. We discussed it on Friday morning as well. It's I just don't see them turning things around because even the matches they've won this year have been pretty close. They haven't been very convincing. Still time, of course, but I think you could almost, I know Joel Kane and Brett Kamali said it on our call on Thursday night. I thought, I think you can almost say goodbye to the Cowboys for their finals hopes for 2023. Now on Friday, Parramatta 43 over Newcastle 12. Parramatta, probably one of their, probably their best performance of the year. Um, and, and again, a needed, much needed win for Parramatta, who we know have had a very shaky start to the year. Whilst Newcastle, that was probably their worst performance of the year. They've been pretty good so far this year, Newcastle. Cast your mind back only a couple of weeks ago to that Penrith game, and they beat the Warriors the week before. But 
whilst Parramatta were very good on Friday night, Newcastle, I thought, were very poor. And it is interesting, isn't it? And I'm not saying this is the case, but a lot of talk on social media after that game and during that game about Kalen Ponga, who was shown up in defence quite a few times. His attack wasn't brilliant either. Um, and I, look, it has, be, it has been said a few times that they did kind of look better without Kalen Ponga. Now, that's no offence to Kalen Ponga because Ponga's a great player. But is he a 5'8", or would he be better off at fullback for the Newcastle Knights? It's going to be an interesting one. Adam O'Brien, of course, uh, the Newcastle Knights coach. I remember him at the start of the year talking, I think it was to Jimmy Smith and Michael Carianis, who was filling in uh, for Vossi and Brandy at the time over summer. He said that Kalen Ponga had trained at 5'8 all year, which, uh, all off-season, which is probably true. And, of course, we know he got concussed and had quite a few weeks off uh, after that West Tigers game after round two only returned last week. So, look, we're being very early. It's very early for Kalen Ponga at 5'8 for Newcastle. But there were some worrying signs, not just for him, but the whole team on Friday night. A really disappointing performance after what their start to the season has looked like. Parramatta starting to hit some form, though. Uh, still, though, very inconsistent. Lost to the Broncos last weekend. So we'll see what they can do uh, this weekend. We'll go through the fixtures this weekend in a second. But Newcastle, just a few worrying signs there for them. Rabbitohs 32 over the Brisbane Broncos 6. Uh, Rabbitohs very good. It was very close in that first half, only six all at half time. But their second half, really, really good. We know Brisbane were missing a couple of players, which didn't help them. But South's definitely the form team of the competition at the moment. Latrell Mitchell playing good footy, Cody Walker, Campbell Graham. Now, if he isn't close to a state of origin jersey, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, Brad Fiddler, Greg Alexander do because at the moment, You've got to have a question mark on Tom Dravojevic. But Campbell Graham playing some fantastic footy for South Sydney. Is he ahead of there? Is he in the all state of origin, New South Wales state of origin squad ahead of Turbo? At the moment, it's hard to say no. Rabbitohs 32, Broncos 6. As I say, Rabbitohs for mine, the form team of the competition so far. Broncos, they would probably be a little concerned about that after being so good for the most part of the year, apart from that loss to the Raiders. But they were without a couple of players. So we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But they'd like to turn things around pretty quickly. On Saturday, the Raiders in extra time. 31 over the Dolphins. 30. You thought the Dolphins were going to do it again at one point in time. Another comeback on the cards before the Raiders managing to kick the field goal. We saw the interview uh, on Fox League with uh, Jack Wyden and with uh, Lara Pitt, I think it was. Broke down in tears. Obviously a really hard week for him. And it shows how much the Canberra team does mean to him. And Ricky Stewart uh, in the press conference also getting quite emotional. An important win for Canberra, not just because of that, but also in the context of the season. They're another one that's been very inconsistent. The Dolphins, they'd be disappointed, wouldn't they? Uh, various times in that game, they were chances for them to win that. But the Raiders just too good. The Titans, 26 over the Manly Seagulls, 10. Now, Wally, the statsman from Fox League, was on Vossi and Brady's show the other day. And he said, despite the Titans having a pretty, and we mentioned this to Charlie as well on Friday morning, despite the Titans having a pretty poor record in Sydney, they've got a very good record at Brookvale Oval. And 26 points to 10 victory over the Manly Seagulls. No turbo for Manly. We know that. Um, and that was a pretty disappointing performance by Manly. But the Gold Coast, again, 
another one of these teams that are very inconsistent throughout season 2023, but an important win and an important win to get some confidence back after they were leading, as we know, 26-0 against the Dolphins last Sunday and ending up losing that match. So the Gold Coast Titans back. In the winner's circle, the Manly Seagulls, they started the season off well, but they're a bit iffy at the moment as well. They'll be disappointed with that. The West Tigers 12 over the Penrith Panthers 8. Um, I watched the last half of this match, and it was uh, horrible, horrible conditions, firstly, out of Bathurst. But well done to the West Tigers. I thought Luke Brooks, who cops a fair... Uh, load of criticism and you know his fair share of criticism and most of the time and it probably is warranted, but I thought he played really well on Saturday. And look, there has been throughout the past, definitely the last two matches before this for the Tigers, the Parramatta game on Easter Mountain Day, and then the Manly game last Sunday. There have been signs that this was coming. Now I did say to Charlie Goodsir in our NRL preview that it would be the upset of the millennium, but. There has been good signs for the Tigers over the past couple of weeks leading into this game. It was just that they could not... Well, it's almost like they couldn't remember how to win. And you had that feeling when it was 12 points to 8 on Saturday night as well for quite a, a long period of time that maybe we were going to see another heartbreaking loss for the West Tigers. But they did well. I thought Brooks played very well. I thought Clemmer had a very, very good game. Happy Coruscant up against his former club played very well. And hopefully for Tigers fans, this could be a springboard for their season. Um, they've set a base there, and they played pretty good footy. And as I said earlier, Penrith, just a little shaky at the moment. No, I wouldn't be overly concerned, but just a little shaky, the Penrith Panthers. And then yesterday, Roosters 14 over the Warriors. Neil thought this is a very good defensive display by the Roosters. Probably the best we've seen from the Roosters in quite some time. Now, again, horrible conditions over there in Auckland. The Warriors would be disappointed with that performance at home. But the Roosters, although they couldn't really, and they didn't really show a heap in attack, they did enough. They scored a couple of tries. But when the Roosters have won premierships under the coach of, the coaching of Trent Robinson in 2013, 18, and 19, it has been based on and on the back of their defence. And they seemed pretty calm yesterday, didn't they, the Roosters, to hold out the Warriors. 14-0, I think coach Trent Robinson would be very happy with that couple of injuries for the Roosters, though. Brandon Smith uh, was taken to hospital after the game just for precautionary reasons after uh, going off the field late in the game with an HIA um, and feeling some pain in his neck. Uh, he has spoken since he's flying back to Sydney today, and he says he's feeling fine at the moment, which is good news. And Paul Momorowski uh, went off injured with a shoulder injury. We'll have to see what happens there. But that, if Momorowski's injury is even short-term, no Daniel Tupo as well for the Roosters. So it leaves Trent Robinson with a really interesting conundrum, I suppose, as to what to do. Because they are short on outside backs, does he move Joey Manu? Uh, and now they have won both games at whilst he's been playing at 5-8. But does he move Joey Manu back to the centre position and Sam Walker? A couple of weeks in reserve grade. He was 18th man yesterday as well in the NRL. Does he return back to the first grade squad or... Does he put a stopgap solution like a Drew Hutchinson, which he has done in the past, in the centres for their game this weekend? It's an interesting one. If you were Trent Robinson, what would you do? Would you be bringing Sam Walker back and moving Joey Manu to the centres? Which is probably, look, Manu may well be a long-term 5'8", but right now I still think Manu's best position is the centre position. Or do you put Drew Hutchinson there? You were Trent Robinson, 
do you put Sam Walker in at the halves or do you keep the halves as is, seeing they've won those two matches and move a Drew Hutchinson to the centre position? Interested to get your take on that. 0457 736 736 or 1300-0111-70. In the final game of the weekend, Bulldogs 18 over the Dragons 16. Really entertaining game of footy. Didn't really know what to expect coming in and watching this match. The last match, these teams not been in the greatest of form. But the Bulldogs played some sensational footy. The Dragons would be disappointed again. Uh, ben Hunt was asked in the press conference about Anthony Griffin's future. And Anthony Griffin actually stepped in and said, I don't think you should be asking him that. But again, the Dragons, who played so well, especially in that second half on Anzac Day against the Roosters. And if they had played anything like that yesterday... I think they'd probably win that game pretty easily. On paper, they should have won it. Uh, we, I saw an interview with Ben Hunt on Channel 9 after the game. It was with uh, Emma Lawrence, and he was seemed very, very down. Very disappointed in their performance. And the Bulldogs. Who knew? Jake Averillo, very good. Josh Reynolds at 5'8". added a bit of spark. There was a few issues with the referee. But look, uh, Matt Burden, again, good at halfback. Um, probably could have got a couple of extra tries. They're going to be an inconsistent team, the Bulldogs, especially without a lot of those big-name players. They've still got a horror injury toll at the moment, don't they? But they played well last night against the Dragons, who, unfortunately for them, uh, their season continues to go downhill. So that was round nine. Round 10, Magic Round, begins in four days' time, uh, and it's an interesting weekend of footy as well. So the lineup for Magic Round is as follows. Bulldogs and the Raiders will kick it off. That'll be an intriguing game. Uh, at 6 o'clock on Friday night. Then at 8 o'clock, uh, or just past 8, 5 past 8, Manly up against the Broncos. They're the two Friday games at Magic Ground. On Saturday, the Warriors up against the Panthers. That'll be an interesting one. The Sharks at 5.30 will take on the Dolphins. And the Storm will play South Sydney. That'll be at 7.45 p.m. on Saturday night as part of Magic Ground. And three games on Sunday as well. 1.50 p.m. The West Tigers taking on the Dragons. Can the Tigers go back to back? Roosters up against the Cowboys at 4 p.m. And the final game of Magic Round next weekend, the Titans up against the Parramatta Reels at 6.25 on Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. The latter after nine rounds of the National Rugby League, the Broncos lead the way on 14 points. The Sharks, the Rabbitohs, the Roosters all on 12 points. Uh, that's the top four. Sharks, Rabbitohs, Roosters. Then Manly, fifth on 11 points. Penrith, the Storm, and the Warriors round out the top eight on four and against, all on 10 points. Also in 10 points, just outside of the top eight, the Dolphins, the Titans, and the Raiders. Then the Eels are on eight points, along with the Bulldogs. The Knights are on seven points. The Dragons and the Cowboys on six points. The Tigers on four points. That is round nine of the NRL done and dusted as we look ahead to Magic Round. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 1170. Your grand finalists, have they changed from the start of the season to now? And who are they? 0457 736 736. South Sydney, do they deserve more than a hefty fine for having 14 men on the field for 15 seconds? Or are you happy with just the fine and move on? And your highlight, low light, and surprise performance of the weekend. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Your text and also to Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's coming up to 28 and a half to 6. Chris Perkins in just a second. America AFL over the course of the weekend. Port Adelaide over St Kilda, 83 to 76. The Brisbane Lions, good win over Fremantle, 115 to 67. Swans losing by one point to the GWS Giants, 107 to 106. 
Well done to the Giants. I know a few unhappy Swans fans after that one. Uh, the Bulldogs, 94 over Hawthorne, 65. We had Melbourne Demons, big victory over North Melbourne, 139 to 49. Carlton, a big win over West Coast, 152 to 44. West Coast struggling. Geelong back into the top eight uh, for the first time this year, 132 over Essendon, 104. Gold Coast, 72 over Richmond, 48. And another one-point game to end round seven of the AFL. Collingwood over Adelaide, 59 to 58. Uh, text here from the Big G. Morning, Dan. Very disappointed with the Panthers. Not giving up on the third title yet, though. Uh, he also says, yesterday I helped my wife with her market stall and heard this elderly woman, talk, woman talking so excitedly about how her team beat the Premiers. It did put a smile on her face, uh, my face to see how happy she was. Congratulations to all West Tigers supporters. Cheers to Big G. Really, really good text there, uh, Big G. Um, and you're 100% right. Uh, disappointing for the Panthers. And I saw a similar sort of tweet yesterday as well from a Panthers fan in regards to being out at Bathurst on Saturday night and obviously being disappointed about the result for their team. But hard not to be happy for West Tigers fans who have had a very hard year so far. Your grand finalists, have they changed after nine rounds of the NRL? South Sydney, two points uh, for having 14 men on the field or just a hefty fine? It looks like they're just going to get a hefty fine. And your highlight, disappointment, surprise performance of the weekend, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. <laughs> Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. At 22 minutes to six, Chris Perkins is on the line from America. Good morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. You mentioned Collingwood. There, there is something a little bit hollow about a game-winning behind, but I'm quite happy being top of the ladder. Ah, so a behind finish that I didn't see it. I was watching the rugby league, but there you go, behind. Well, mate, you got it in any sport. You've got to take the wins where you can get it. Um, and I'm sure they'll be happy that they uh, got a win. Of course, the Swans losing by a point as well. So it's a couple of close games in the AFL this weekend mm. as well. However, Chris, you got a chance to go yeah. and see your MLS Major League uh, soccer team for the first time. How was that experience? And well done for still having a voice. Uh, yeah, the voice held out. And, oh, man, it, it, it's, it's been 25 years since I've been to a soccer game, and that was in mm. Hillsborough. Okay, I okay, sat in yep. Lepping's Lane in at Hillsborough on, in January of 98. Uh, took my stepdaughter with me to the game. We kind of a last-minute, spur-of-the-moment thing, got tickets, paid through the nose for them on the secondary market because the game was sold out like every other St. Louis game has been this year. Mm. We went, we sang, we yelled, we screamed for two hours and had an absolute blast and have already secured our tickets for our next game that we're going to, which will be in, at the end of July. Ah, very, very good. So the atmosphere, good. how many people were there, Chris? Uh, sellout crowd, 22,400. Okay. Very nice. Very, Packed house. Very nice indeed. Now, uh, did... Yeah, there, 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 there was not an empty seat in the, in the stadium. Well, okay, let me back up there. Uh, there were no seats that were... Uh, uh, available for use. The mm. thing is, nobody was using them because we stood the whole freaking time except for the 15 minutes of halftime. <laughs> well, it does seem to be... awesome. Yeah, it's all, it is interesting with football as well, or soccer. Uh, you call it football, most, most of the world does. It, it's interesting 
when you go to rugby league matches, AFL matches, any matches really, it's always football fans that love to stand up. And I, I love watching football stand up. That That is one thing that I think, um, especially in the UK, and I know people listening here would back me up, I, I wish that the Australian crowds could get as loud and sing as loud and get into it as an English Premier League match or a football game because it is just, it's so special. There is nothing in American sport, and you know, I, I, I speak for American sport. I've been to games all over the country, and the atmosphere is the same. Pretty sedate until the exciting moments happen. Then, of mm. course, you stand up, you yell, you scream, whatever. Nothing like that repli- Nothing like that in American sport comes close to the atmosphere of a proper soccer game in a in a stadium. And and mm. St. Louis City SC, the atmosphere at City Park that is as close to the European experience as you're going to get in America. I I'm telling you, there are some other markets in MLS that do a good job. Nashville does a great job. They always bring the atmosphere. Um, you know, there, there's a few others around, but man, St. Louis, that, I, I have not felt that way in a stadium for any sport since I did that day in January of 98 at Hillsborough. Well, very good. Now, important question. Did you win? Uh, we lost two one. <laughs> well, but you, uh, but you had fun doing it. Credit. Listen, credit to the, to the, to Portland's man of the match, the guy with the whistle. Ah, because uh, right, the okay. the officiating was, uh, shall we say, a uh, uh, dodgy. Mm, okay. Say the least. okay. Portland got a questionable penalty. We had a couple of we had one really good penalty shout that didn't even go to VAR. Uh, the Portland's penalty didn't go to VAR, and it should have, and probably would have been ruled out. It probably would have been overturned on VAR. So, yeah, the 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 officiating I mentioned on Twitter last night. Just some random thoughts. Uh, Portland could have gotten away with murder last night, and it would have been play on. Uh, while St. Louis was getting whistled for breathing on Portland players wrong. Oh, disappointing. Disappointing, Chris, but I'm glad apart yeah. from the result, you uh, enjoyed your experience, and you'll be going back in July in a couple yeah. of months' Ooh. time. Yeah, Club America from uh, League's Cup uh, is a tournament between MLS and, and Liga MX, the top division in in Mexico, every team in both leagues are playing in this tournament with a group stage and a knockout stage. Club America, one of the most famous clubs in Mexico and, and a, a club known around the world, mm. they are coming to City Park July 27th. A friend of mine is selling me his two-season tickets for virtually face value. He's uh, upgrading to sit down in the supporters section for that game. So he is willing to sell part with his season tickets for face value. Very good. Very good. All right, let's uh, whip through some of the other stuff you have for us. The NFL draft, what's the latest there? Yeah, draft is complete. Uh, So we we have uh, 259 new members of the National Football League who were drafted over the the past three days. A lot of drama, though, with the draft, and it really started with pick number two. Uh, everybody thought Bryce Young would go number one to Carolina, the quarterback from Alabama, which he did. Mm. And then when we get to pick two, pick two with Houston, there was questions 
of what they would do. Would they go see with a quarterback because they, they have a definite quarterback need and CJ Stroud was very high on the board. Uh, he was probably considered the second quarterback on everybody's board or would they go a different direction and go defense? Well, the answer kind of surprised everybody because they took CJ Stroud at number two. And then immediately after that, they traded with the Arizona Cardinals for the third pick of the draft mm. and got Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher from Alabama. So they did both. They got their quarterback, and they went defense at the top of the first round. So uh, a very aggressive move by the Houston Texans. So we'll see how, how it works out for them, not only this year, but, of course, you know the draft, this is about building the future. And – Get a franchise quarterback, get a great edge rusher. They're in position to start building themselves back up. But it's a matter of development. It's a matter of who else is in, who else they can get in. And it is a matter of having some stability in the organization, which, quite honestly, the Houston Texans have not had over the last uh, several years. All right. Uh, the, la- uh, the latest in the NBA. Yeah, uh, just wrapped up, actually, game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals at Madison Square Garden. Miami, the eighth seed, who upset Milwaukee in the first round, they're, they're, they just keep rolling. They go into MSG today, beat the Knicks 108-101 in game one of the Eastern Conference semifinal. Uh, a bit of a shock there to start the start the second round of the playoffs. Uh, for, for Miami, um, Jimmy Butler. Had another great night, uh, another great day, 43 minutes, uh, 25 points. Uh, he did get hurt late in the game. He rolled his ankle on a drive and was pretty ineffective the last few minutes uh, before he checked out in the last minute. So not sure what his status for game two on Tuesday is going to be yet. But, uh, you know, another another good night for for. For Butler, Gabe Vincent had 20. Kyle Lowry off the bench had 18. Knicks were led in scoring by R.J. Barrett with 26. Jalen Brunson had 25. But again, you know, Miami wins. And now, second game today is uh, Game 7 of the Western Conference first-round series. And this has been a fantastic series between Sacramento and Golden State. Uh, it's getting uh, actually just about to tip off. Right this second, I got it on my my screen in the background. Last night, uh, Denver beat Phoenix in Game One of the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, and uh, by the way, Golden State's or Sacramento, whoever wins today, they'll host Game One Tuesday night against the LA Lakers in the semifinals. Very very interesting. And really quickly, Chris, uh, the NHL playoffs as well. We witnessed a miracle last Ooh. night. The Toronto Maple Leafs won a playoff series for the first time in 19 years. Well done they to them. They went to Tampa game six. They, they beat, uh, beat Tampa 2-1 in overtime to advance to the Eastern Conference semifinal. Got a pair of game sevens tonight. Uh, Boston, the President's Trophy, history-making Boston Bruins having to play a game seven in the first round against the Florida Panthers. Uh, whoever wins that game tonight gets Toronto. It would be funny Toronto wins a first-round series. 
gets a clear pass because Boston gets upset, and then the Maple Leafs proceed to lose in the second round to Florida. It would just be funny. Uh, The other game seven tonight is Seattle in their first ever playoff appearance. They're in Denver uh, to take on the defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche in what's been a great series. And again, it goes all the way to game seven. Winner on to the second round of the playoffs uh, to play Dallas. All right. In the uh, Western Conference semifinal. Sounds good. Uh, I mentioned it uh, before in the show. A couple of teams locked in to Las Vegas if it does happen. South Sydney Rabbitohs, of course, with the Russell Crowe interest. Manly Seagulls, Hugh Jackman, a big fan. They look like they're two teams that will be heading to Vegas if it does happen. Uh, Three other teams interested. The Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters, and the Brisbane Broncos. For you, Chris, they're all pretty good teams. So uh, interesting as that story continues along. And can I just say... Awesome. Uh, I asked you on Thursday morning when we spoke, Sharks or the Cowboys, you tip the Sharks. You've got another tip right. So, Chris, I'm going to send you some homework. Uh, on Thursday morning, Okay. on Thursday morning when we speak in, what, 72 hours' time, we're going to whip through all eight games for, with you. I don't need an extensive review. I'll just get a tip from you. But you're on, you, you haven't got a tip wrong since I started asking you. So maybe you are the, what do you call them, the oracle of uh, rugby league. So, Chris... Have a look at the Uh-oh. NRL draw. I'm going to go through eight games with you very quickly. Magic round, of course, this weekend as well on uh, in Brisbane on Thursday. So get your pens and paper down because Chris is tipping brilliantly, probably better than people that watch games each and every day, <laughs> each and every week. Uh, Chris, I look forward to speaking to you again with that homework set, and we'll have a chat again on Thursday. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thank you, mate. Chris Perkins on the line from America. This text as we go to a break from the Pelmain bumbag. Hi, Dan. I had the Tigers and Storm in the grand final this year. I don't look as silly this morning. No? No, you don't. Uh, it is ten and a half to six. This is Tradies News in a Nutch. Well done to the Sydney FC women's team uh, winning the competition in the A-League women's competition yesterday. 4-0 win over Western United in the grand final. So well done to the Sydney FC women's team. EPL over the course of the weekend, and we'll discuss this more with John Gallo tomorrow. Crystal Palace 4 over West Ham 3. Brighton 6 over Wolves 0. Brentford 2, Nottingham Forest 1. Man United had a 1-0 win over Aston Villa overnight. Man City 2 over uh, Fulham 1. So an important win for them as well, Man City. Arsenal in action on Wednesday morning. Bournemouth 4 over Leeds United 1. Bad result for Leeds. Newcastle 3 over Southampton 1. And Liverpool, a goal in injury time, beating Tottenham 4-3. Bad result for Tottenham. Tomorrow, Leicester City up against Everton. Arsenal, Chelsea Wednesday morning. We'll have a chat with John Gallo tomorrow morning. On the text morning, Dan, uh, this is Bob. Just a reminder, the Tigers only won the battle of the Pussycats. Uh, Now, he also says, what a disgrace. What happened to that poor soccer referee? I hope he makes a full recovery. Yes, I saw that on the news last night. That was absolutely awful. Should never, ever be happening. Thank you for the text, Bob. And this one from the Dirty Flamingo, who makes a very good point as well. Morning, Dan. Take five players out of any side and see what happens. That's what Penrith were missing on Saturday. Not worry at all. That from the Dirty Flamingo. And that's a very good point as well. Look, they were without a few players. Look, I still think Penrith are going to be there or thereabouts in season 2023. I don't think anyone has any doubts about that. But congratulations to the Tigers on that win. Breakfast coming up in Queensland. It'll be Patton Hills. And this is through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Vossi and Brandy coming up. They'll wrap up round nine of the NRL. Discuss all the big issues. Plus, they'll be joined by Dave Riccio. 
with all the latest NRL headlines. Cam Smith and West Tigers player Alex Twile will join them as well on the back of their win against the Penrith Panthers. Thanks for your company today. Breakfast for Lowe's the news. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5.